Hello and welcome to Public Church's Youth Ministry Podcast. This term, we are doing a series called No FOMO, where we are talking about moving past the fear of missing out and finding joy in our relationship with God. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Yo, how's everybody doing? We good? Man, it's good to see everybody tonight. Can we pray real quick? Let's close our eyes. God, we just thank you so much for your son, Jesus. That's why we are here tonight. God, we thank you, God, that we're living for something so much bigger than ourselves. God, we pray that you would invade our space tonight, God. We thank you, God. We give you uh, access into our hearts. God, we give you access into our minds. God, we give you access into our lives right now, whether it's good or bad, whether mum needs healing, God, or, or even if we just need encouragement tonight because we've had a rough week at school or day at school. God, we thank you that you are more than enough in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I'm gonna get right into it tonight. And I really feel like this burden in my heart We've been sharing, right, about no FOMO. We've been sharing about moving past the fear of missing out and enjoying our relationship with God. Because what we found, though, is when, is when we live out of a fear of missing out, we tend to do things that God never called us to do, right? So sometimes in our fear of missing out, we'll start uh, behaving in ways that God never designed for you to behave, right? We listened to Jono's message last week. He talked a little bit about, he talked a little bit about squad goals, and sometimes we have this fear of missing out, so we hang around the people that we know that God has not called us to hang around. I, I want to talk about this tonight, and this is why, right? And I feel so heavy. I've got notes. I'm going to read. I'm going to give you three points. Uh, but I had this burden, and it was the burden of every single teenager in the room, and it's this, right? Sometimes we can live with the fear of missing out, right? And I lived with the fear of missing out for so long when I was a teenager, I was so freaked out that I was going to miss out on a moment. I was so freaked out that I was going to miss out on an opportunity, right? Until I realized that the only thing that I don't want to miss out on is having an eternal life with Jesus Christ. Like, that's the only thing I don't want to miss out on. Like, could you imagine if you gained the whole world? Could you imagine if you gained the popularity of your entire school? Could you imagine if you had 500,000 followers? Could you imagine if you had 100 likes or 100,000 likes on every single photo? Could you imagine if you gained all of that, but you lost having access, you lost having a moment with Jesus? Like, would it all be worth it in the end? Bible says that there was a rich young ruler and he went up to Jesus and he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What, what can I do? What do I need to do? Because this is what he saw. He saw a man that was healing the sick, raising the dead. And he was like, what do I need to do to inherit that type of life? Jesus used to talk about heaven, right? I don't know if you realize this, right? We, we don't talk, it's not talked about a lot. It's not popular. But at the end of the day, there's a place like heaven and hell. And so they were like, oh, oh. it was really simple, right? really simple. He was like, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said this, rich young ruler, rich young man, rich young woman, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sell everything that is dear to you. I want you to sell everything that you've got and then come and follow me. Jesus is excited at this point because you would have thought that he wouldn't care about gaining everything as long as he didn't lose a moment with Jesus. But he did. It says, the Bible says that the rich young ruler looked away sorrowful because he had so much and he didn't want to give it away. And Jesus kept walking and we see one life, one story that wasn't changed because there was a fear of missing out. 
I, I don't want to live a life where I'm fearful of missing out on things that I miss out on the one thing. And the one thing that matters is having a life with Jesus. That's the only thing that matters and we don't talk about it enough. And I, and I, I love telling jokes. I love, I love having fun with you guys. But at the end of the day, there are lives on the line every single day. We've got teenagers who are tapping out because they can't deal with life. We've got teenagers in your school that are desperate for somebody to talk to them about a hope, about a future. And I wonder if there's going to be just one person in this room that's like, I need to talk to you tonight. I need to talk to you tonight because there are people that are going, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? What do I need to do? Title my message tonight, if you take your notes. And we are wrapping up this term talk about fear of missing out. Shani's doing our last message next week in pajamas. Amazing, amazing. But tonight, I wanna talk about probably one of the most important things that you need to understand as a young Christian man or woman. And if you're taking notes tonight, the title of my message is called Say What? Everybody say, Say What? Say What? Um, I, 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 want, I remember I was, um, I was a young kid and um, I was obsessed with a TV series I called The O.C. Don't judge me, don't, don't judge me. The O.C. was like Riverdale like right now, like the OC was popping, it was awesome. And I remembered, right, I, I, I strayed away from my mother. You ever done that before in a shopping center? Like you're excited or there's girls around and so you stray away from your mum. You're like, I just need to move away from you mum because you're cramping my style. Like those Birkenstocks that you got, like they were cool, that, that, you're cramping my style, like I need to keep moving, need to keep rolling. And so mum, she would always try and hold my hand in the shopping centers. I don't know if you got that type of mum. Uh, always trying to hold my hand. I'm like, mom, look, around the house, that's fine. When I'm scared, that's fine. But when there's girls around, mom, like, come on. And so I remember I strayed away a little bit from my mother and we're in the shopping center and I'm looking for the OC season two. OC season two, Ryan, Amanda, is it Miranda, Seth, Marissa. (laughs) There is a bigger fan in the room. She was like, how dare you say it wrong? She died, eh, in season four. Three, three or four. I cried. Eh? It was, spoiler alert. Uh, it's only on Stan. Who has Stan? No one. Uh, anyway, and so, so, so I remember I strayed away from mom and I found myself in sanity. Now, this is what you used to do back in the day, right? You never used to download things. You would go to sanity and you would pick up this thing called a disc. I don't know if you still have them today, but you would get the disc. You would get the box set. And then you would put the disc into this thing called a DVD player. I don't know if you still got DVD players today, but that's how we used to watch it, right? And so I remember I strayed away from my mom, and uh, you wouldn't believe it. A a young boy's worst nightmare at this point in time happened right then and there. I had, now it felt like it probably about five minutes. It turned out to be about 60 minutes, okay, that I wasn't with my mom. Now my mom, it freaks out about anything, right? She's constantly worried. She, she, she's constantly thinking the worst. At this point in time, I know in her mind she has thought that somebody has taken me. She hasn't seen me. She has thought somebody has rolled me into a van. You know what I mean? And we're gone. Like, that's what she would have thought, right? Uh, now, I'm just insanity. Like, I'm, I'm just listening to So Fresh. You know what I mean? Nah, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm listening. I'm chilling, minding my own business. And then I remembered as I took the headphones off, I heard over the loudspeaker, 
of the shopping center, like the capital or, or, or the paramount place to be. I'm talking, this is Thursday night, late night shopping. Like this is where it happened. And I remember this, this voice came on, right? And it was like, um, hello, attention, attention. Can, it says can. And then I heard my mother say, Isaiah Simmons. So my mom's Canadian, right? Can Isaiah Simmons make his way to the help desk now? Can Isaiah Sim? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I had a visor. I don't know if you know what they were. They were popping back in the day. Like I had a visor and I'm like walking with the visor like this, you know, Crocs and socks. I'm like walking down like this. Like it is devastating. I cannot believe. But do you know one thing that I've realized is that when my mum calls my name, something cuts through. Like when my mum says Isaiah, I know that she's calling my name. Did you know that we listen to millions of voices whether or not it's in our head, whether or not it's in our school, but the one voice that needs to cut through is the voice of God. And, and this is one thing I've realized, right? That God's voice is just as real as mom's. God's voice is just as real as dad's. And so I wanna give you three key uh, understanding or points tonight in how to hear God's voice clearly. Because this is the thing, in a world where there are lots of voices, I wanna tell you the one that needs to cut through the most is God's voice. The one that needs to cut through the most is God's voice. Uh, so my first key or first point, right, is that we need to know Him. If you're taking notes, I need you to write down that in order to hear God's voice, I need to firstly know Him. How can you and I expect to hear from somebody that we don't know? Like if you do not know God, like if, if, you, if, if this is all you know of God, like this room, then the only time you can hear from God is in this room. But how many of you know, like this is like mind-blowing stuff, that God exists outside of vibe nights on a Friday? You would not believe it, but God exists outside of church on a Sunday. The Bible actually says, right, check this out, that He makes a home in our hearts. Can you imagine trying to hear from somebody that you don't even know? Like a lot of the times I can see frustrated leaders or I can see frustrated students and they're like, I'm trying to hear the voice of God. I'll never forget my sister. I love my sister so much, Lucy. I'll never forget she was in grade seven or eight and she was crying in the car after youth one night. She was like, Isaiah, everyone's saying that they can hear God's voice, but I can't hear God's voice. And she was crying, like, like literally devastated. And I'm like tearing up and I was like, just listen, you know what I mean, like, just listen. And uh, like, I got upset because she was crying. But one thing that I realized is she was just going through the growing pains of understanding that in order to hear God's voice, you gotta know Him. Do you know God outside of Friday night? Do you know God outside of Sunday? Do you know God outside of your Christian friend? Do you know God outside of your squad group? Because when you know God, you'll hear His voice. The Bible actually says in John 10, 27, that my sheep, this is what Jesus is saying, right? My sheep, in other words, me and you, they hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep, they hear my voice and they follow me. So we don't just hear God, right? We actually follow God as well. Does that make sense? So it's very important to understand that if we know God, we've got to actually hear Him and listen to Him. Number two, if you're taking notes, is the Word. If we want to hear God's voice better, 
not only do we need to know God, but we actually need to go to His Word. A lot of us think, oh, I, I know so many times, oh, I hear so many keen college students or so many keen students, are like, I want a fresh word from God. Like I want a fresh word from God. What you have to understand is that God speaks, right? So most of the times, God speaks through what's already been spoken. Do you know what's been spoken? The Word. The Word, the Bible says about the Word is alive. Do you know what this is what it means when it says the Word is alive? I'm gonna teach you a little bit tonight. The Word is alive means this. When I read my Bible, my Bible reads me. Do you understand? When I start to read the Word, the Word starts to read me. What that means is when I'm reading it and I can see that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, What's actually happening is as I'm reading that, it's reading me and encouraging me. Hey, Isaiah, I know that you're anxious about something. Hey, Isaiah, I know that you're struggling to fit in in school at the moment, but you could do all things through me. When I start to read the Word, the Word starts to read me in my situation, in my circumstances. Bible says, are you feeling weary? Are you feeling burdened? Are you feeling worn out? Come to me. All of a sudden, the Bible's starting to read me. Yeah, I am feeling a bit weary. So we have to understand that in order to hear God's voice, we actually have to read God's Word. Bible says about Himself about this, right? It says this, and I love this so much, right? Faith comes, ready? Faith comes by hearing God's voice. Now, how do we hear God's voice? It even breaks it down even more in the Scriptures where it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing God's Word. Do you want, to build, do you want your faith to be built up in such a way that you can start to believe for your school? Do you want your faith to be built up in such a way that you're starting to believe for your family? Do you want your faith to be built in such a way that you're starting to believe for your healing for your mom, healing for dad, healing for whatever it is? Faith comes by hearing God's Word. How awesome is it that as we start to read God's Word, God's Word starts to read us. All of a sudden, faith starts to be built in our own lives. How do we hear God's voice? First, we've got to know Him. Secondly, we've got to read His Word. How many of you got a Bible? Most of us. If you don't have a Bible, download a Bible from the App Store. It's called Version or something. It's really cool. It's a good Bible. And last but not least, right? not only do we need to know Him, not only do we need to prioritize God's Word, we need to read God's Word, but the last one is that we need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. And this is cool. As you would a friend, I've realized that this is, this is who and how the Holy Spirit works, right? Uh, have you ever got one of those people, right, in your life where when things are going like really, really bad, you just know that you can make a phone call. You just know that you can make an Instagram DM. Just direct message straight to the box. It's going to go immediately. They're going to open it up. You know that person that you can go to and hit them up with anything that you were going through? What I've realized is that the Holy Spirit is as you would communicate to a friend, your best friend. So I remember I would go into like my room or I would go into like places and moments and spaces when I was feeling really down and I would like go on my knees or I would like sit on the edge of my bed and I would like legit, right? I would like put my hands together like this. I'm not sure why I did that. I think I felt like more holy. You know what I mean? If I did that, maybe God's definitely gonna hear what I've got to say, you know, because he so cares about your hands being put together. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird, right? And I remember I would like close my eyes and I remember, this is legit what I used to do when I was a kid, right? I didn't have a youth group. I remember I would like go pray and no one taught me how to pray. And I remember I just felt like I needed to pray. And I would say, God, and I'd get through half of my prayer and I would yawn. And I'd go, oh, sorry, God, I'll start again. Like he needs me to start again. He heard me the first time. 
But, but one thing that I've realized about God is that He wants you to talk to Him as you would your best friend. And I don't know about you, but when I'm sitting with my best friend, I'm not like this. When I'm sitting with my best friend, I'm relaxed. When I'm sitting with my best friend, I know I'm not judged. When I'm sitting with my best friend, I know that he knows me better than I know myself. Do you know that that's the same way that we should communicate with God? And all of us are getting caught up and stumbling over what words should I say in God's presence. And all God is saying is, would you just come to me? Like, would you come to me with your burdens? Would you come to me with your anxieties? Would you come to me with your stresses? How do we hear God's voice? We have to know Him. We've got to read God's Word. Faith comes when we hear God's Word. But lucky last, we actually have to communicate with God. We have to pray as you would a friend. As you would a friend. I want us to close our eyes and bow our heads tonight because I feel like tonight, um, I've really gotten to the point, but I feel like tonight it's, it's a lot bigger and a lot more than us just hearing about how we need to hear God's voice, all that is excellent, all that is important. But more than that, and, and you know what, actually, I probably don't need, even need all the band up, to be honest, I probably just need keys. Um, to be honest, it's so much more than that. Like it, it's, it, when I first started my message tonight, and when I first started speaking tonight, what I had on my heart was an extreme burden that there are people here that are like the rich young ruler. You, you've experienced God's love, you've experienced God's power, and you've said, Jesus, what do I need to do to follow you? Or maybe this is your first time in an environment like this and, and you don't know what's happening, but you know there's something happening. And all of a sudden you're sort of like, God, what do I need to do to follow you? And all Jesus requires is this, we let go of our fear of missing out on things. And we trust that we can find everything in one person. Like, can I just tell you how unbelievably reassuring that is? That we look, me and you, we look for our satisfaction in TV series. We look for our satisfaction on our Instagram. We look for our satisfaction everywhere. But God's saying, you can find everything in one place. And that's in my presence. Everything in one place, that's in my power. Everything in one place, that's in your quiet time. Everything in one place. Some of you have been knocking on a whole bunch of doors trying to get fulfilled. Like you've knocked on the door of alcohol and you've woken up the next morning and it hasn't fulfilled you. Some of you have knocked on the door of popularity and you've gotten there and it's still not enough. Some of you have knocked on the door of being a high achiever and you've knocked on the door really hard and you've achieved the highest grades, the highest results, and it's still not enough. Some of you have knocked on the door of perfectionism and you've, you've made sure that everything in your life is perfect and even when it's perfect, it's still not enough. Some of you have knocked on the door of, of, of trying to be somebody that God hasn't called you to be and you've perfected it. You've got the shoes, the accent, the satchel, You've got everything and it's still not enough. I wonder if we could just knock on the door tonight of the Holy Spirit and find everything that you need in one place. How awesome would that be if tonight that was your night? Tonight that was your night that you found everything that you needed right here. 
What could God do in a room like this? If everybody's faith was, God, I believe that you're here, but not just that you're here, but that you wanna meet with me tonight. I'm telling you, God is already preparing some hearts here. God is already softening some hearts here. It's so much bigger than band. At the end of the day, God doesn't need our worship. We need to worship. God doesn't need all that. At the end of the day, you strip all of that away. All we have and all we need is God. With every head bowed, all eyes closed. This is a challenge. I want to. I want to throw out a challenge tonight. And the challenge is this: Would you let God meet all of your needs tonight? Some of you had fear of missing out, and it's haunted you for years. And you've tried to find satisfaction in a whole bunch of things. Tonight, I want to promise you this, that you're going to find satisfaction in one thing. And it's here. And it's the love and the presence of God that would make sure that you were here this Friday night to hear this message so that your heart would be healed and that you would be encouraged. Every head bow, all eyes closed. This is an invitation. I believe with all my heart that this whole room's going to stand up. I believe with all my heart there are people that are going to come up here that are holding on to burdens and, and, and pains from past friends. You're holding on to pains of being let down by family. You're holding on to pains of feeling like you're missing out because you can't fully embrace everything. God's already healing your heart now. I can see it. But if that's you, can I just quickly see your hand? You're like, God, I want to meet with you. That's all I want, God. I want you. Is there anybody tonight? Yes, 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 yes. God, I want you. I want you. Anybody else here tonight? God, I just want you. God, I just want you. I don't care about all this. I don't care about that. God, I just want you. Anybody else here tonight? God, I just want you. Can we stand up to our feet just really quietly? There's an amazing presence of God here tonight. And this is, this is what's going to happen tonight. As you lifted your hand and as you, you put your hand up and said, you know what, that's me. I don't want you talking to your friend. I don't want you talking to the person next to you. Uh, this, is, this is really special what's going to happen. Because you're going to start to make your way out to the front. Why do we do that? Like, why do we even do that? The Bible says that as you draw near to me, I'm going to draw near to you. It's almost like a face step. It's like, God, I'm actually going to start to make my way to you. I'm drawing near to you. There's some people tonight that you're going to meet with God and God has got everything that you need, healing. Everything that you need, identity, assurance, strength, to get over the fear of missing out, to get over not being accepted, to get over not having control.